Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 27, Eight Rules for Love. And uh, today's episode, we're going to be exploring uh, the ESTP, uh, Psychological Archetype, uh, also known as the Gladiator. And uh, ESTPs, very persuasive individuals, very direct people, um, almost to the point of like being superly uh, commanding and the like, uh, but, you know, uh, they are the, uh, alpha of the sensors, um, of course, quite frankly, you could argue that the ESTP is the alpha of all the types, but, uh, ENTJs are the alphas of the intuitives, and ESTPs are the alpha of the, uh, of the sensors, of the concrete types, so, uh, a little bit of background, if you're, uh, new to the channel, uh, please subscribe, uh, leave a like and a comment. Every comment is, uh, is read. Uh, I read every single comment. I may not answer them all. And then like, if I hit a little heart on the comment, uh, that basically is, uh, to depict that it's like me marking it as read. Essentially. I I've read it basically. So, um, but yeah, um, you all get to enjoy me uh, driving this car as I uh, go visit uh, my daughter at her uh, final uh, soccer game for the season. Uh, God bless my my little uh, uh, my little ENFP girl. Um, so she's uh, she's pretty cute, and I'm uh, very proud. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, ESTPs, the gladiator. Um, their interaction style, also known as communication style, is uh, direct, initiating, control. They initiate, they go to other people. Control means that they are very outcome-focused. Everything they do is outcome-based, although it's kind of funny. Like, they have their four sides of the mind is, you know, you have the ESTP ego. Their subconscious is uh, INFJ. Their unconscious is an ISTJ, and their superego is ENFP. Uh but then you have like the fact that they have like an INFJ subconscious, which is a finisher interaction style or communication style, what have you, direct responding movement. Same thing with the uh, ISTJ uh, also being direct responding movement. Uh, they're, they're finishers, right? They're constantly finishing stuff. Well, that's awesome because when they're finishing so much, uh, they, they get so outcome focused that they're like, well, I'm not going to spend any time doing anything because I'm so, uh, like, because if, I, if I'm not guaranteed a good outcome, why even bother? Why am I going to take the risk of potentially making the wrong decision with my introvert intuition inferior function due to the insecurity of, uh, you know, wanting the wrong thing or making the wrong decision? And sometimes they don't really allow themselves to start, which is kind of interesting because another type that has an issue with that is uh, an INTJ because of their procrastinated uh, uh, behaviors. But the thing is, from the ESTP point of view, they're just trying to make sure that they have a good outcome every single time. It's all about making sure outcome is everything to them. This is also what leads ESTPs in relationships to always make sure. So they always wanna check in with their mate, with their lover, with their husband, with their wife to make sure that they're doing a good job, that they're properly contributing to the relationship as a result because they need that feedback from the expert and feeling child. Their disposition, AKA temperament, is known as the artisan, 
which is a freedom-based creator. They're all about being creative. Uh, they're all about living in the moment, being a very present individual. Uh, although, because they're outcome-focused, they are able to look into their own future and plan their future a bit more and a lot more than an ESFP. An ESFP doesn't really do that. They're even more present because uh, it's not, they're, they're movement oriented. They're not outcome focused. So they're very process oriented. Unlike the ESTP where it's all about outcome. Outcome is everything to the ESTP. Not a bad thing, but you know, that's because they're control. And this is why ESTPs can take a little bit longer to do things uh, compared to other types uh, as a control type because they're trying to get that specific outcome, which requires a lot more effort. Whereas like, you know, movement oriented, not so much. So for example, an ESFP, an ESFP would walk into places and schmooze people, you know, uh, if they're trying to get a job, for example, and uh, even though there may not be a position posted or if the hiring manager is not even there, the ESFP would still show up and, uh, you know, uh, uh, rub elbows with people, uh, shake hands, have conversations, initiate, hey, I'm here, I, I'm interested in working here. Whereas if an ESTP, ESTP wouldn't even bother unless they knew that the hiring manager was going to be there or if they knew that, like, um, um, or, or if there wasn't even a position posted, right? That's that's the huge difference with controlled movement between those two types, just as an example. I know this audience sometimes has a hard time telling the difference between uh, control and movement, but it is what it is. Um, also, like I'd like to dedicate uh, this particular lecture um, to, uh, to flow state of all people. Um, I really, really, really want uh, to make sure that uh, out of all... <laughs> Out of all the uh, people watching this lecture, that he is watching this lecture, and it is it is very specific to him. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> this is eight rules for loving ESTPs. This is eight rules for loving flow state, right? <laughs> Even though he hates me right now, but uh, I, I don't hate flow state. Um, actually, I actually like him. Um, I enjoyed the conversation I had with him on the phone. So um, that's kind of kind of my problem, I guess, as an ENTP. ENTPs always end up liking people that hate them. It's it's kind of a very odd, masochistic thing, I guess. Gosh, I really wish I had my wand right now. I could wave it around like a madman. Anyway. Um, so freedom-based creator, uh, live in the moment, uh, all about giving people a good experience. Um, and the reason why is, is because ESTPs often draw their self-worth or their contributions based on the experiences that they give other people. Sometimes they, they need to take additional risks uh, so that they have stories to be able to tell their friends. And if they don't have stories to tell their friends, they worry about that because of introverted sensing nemesis, and that could be an issue. So, but... Uh, Virtue and vice, uh, nymphomania versus uh, chastity as their vice versus virtue. Um, like ESTPs can be the most chaste of all the types, uh, uh, and you know, and I'm not saying like chastity means like don't have sex with anybody and like be like some monk or something. Although they have those tendencies with their sage of the mountain type role that they take with you know the INFJ subconscious. Okay, that's very fair the INFJ known as the Paladin, aka the Sage. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I could get that. 
but chastity is more of like they could be really devoted to that one person it's that dove like relationship you know uh, doves have uh, you know that one special person that they just cling on to and they're super mega loyal to them which is why se heroes they absolutely need loyalty they demand loyalty and they will fight to protect their relationship tooth and nail even to the point of violence if necessary uh, because it's the their um, their relationship or their sexual relationship is absolutely sacred to them and it's so hard for them to deal with you know breakups as a result uh, that's why they have to like wipe their memories of the people they literally like an ESTP literally erases their memory every time they get out of a relationship and they do this by taking every physical object anything that could possibly remind them photos text messages emails doesn't matter Facebook profiles entire social media profiles whatever all is erased because you know being an expert in sensing hero they have the benefit of like erasing their memory by removing the totems or the physical objects of the memories that their their memories are attached to so that the pain of the loss of the relationship is is gone must be nice to be an SE user. I'm an SI user, and I take my pain with me everywhere I go. SI users, you know, we hold on to pain so much, it's so annoying. However, ESTPs, when they're in relationships with the SI users, they can actually help the SI user um, heal from that pain by providing additional shared experiences with uh, people that they're in relationships with, which is very, very important. I actually talk about this more in season 14, episode two, uh, which is the second golden pair uh, lecture. Uh, it's in uh, patreon.com forward slash CS Joseph, become a gold tier member. You guys can check that out. Um, uh, I highly recommend that. Uh, it really goes into depth as to what the ESTP, ISTJ golden pair relationship should look like and how they benefit from that. Gotta love that sun right in the camera, right? You know? <laughs> anyway, so um, so uh, let's see here. I did. Oh, um, so nympho nymphomania is a vice. I mean, ESTPs because of that outcome. It's like you know, well, if everyone else is doing it, then why 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 can't I do it? Right? You know, if everyone else is having sex with everybody, then why can't I do it? You know, like they have those uh, those limitations. Gosh, this is like terrible. Hopefully get the sun out of the camera here um so um uh, anyway <clears throat> um you know that that nymphomania approach like they i mean it's funny like my cousin i mean he has hundreds i've said this before he's he's got hundreds of women in his little black black book but he went full-on chastity mode when he finally married uh, an estj woman and uh, that ESTJ woman holds him accountable, is super mega loyal to him, and he fights for her tooth and nail. They have children together. It's a fantastic marriage. It's a fantastic relationship. And honestly, I'm very proud of him. I'm also, I also respect him, you know. And that's another thing about ESTPs, especially ESTP men, ESTP women as well. They take respect very seriously. Um, now, as part of their, um, as part of their, uh, uh, disposition or temperament they're very interest-based so remember with ESTPs because they're interest-based 
they're not, they don't really care about the best way to do something. They care about creating a win-win. And this is something my ESTP mentor taught me, um, which is funny because flow state reminds me so much of my ESTP mentor, um, which oddly enough, my ESTP mentor still to this day uh, thinks he's an ISTP, but that's a whole other thing. I remember when my INFJ mentor and I were actually sitting down and we're like, yeah, he's an ESTP. It was it was kind of a really big awakening thing. But I mean, like even like, you know, it's kind of, kind of interesting how we're going through like the Berenzian model with cognitive functions. And oftentimes, you know, like my mentors and I, we even question our own types just to like, because, you know, we're all TI users. You just have to know the truth about what it is. And you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, Berenzian uh, type grid, yeah, it's still true, still true, you know, and cognitive function definitions are backwards according to what everyone else believes versus, you know, what, what Barron's believes. I mean, you know, that's the bottom line. If, if Barron's and uh, Montgomery, for example, are, um, if, Bar- uh, you know, if, if Barron's and, and Montgomery are true, then, you know, uh, or in Kiersey and uh, Plato and, and so on, Hunziker, uh, John Beebe, if all these people are true, uh, then that means uh, the type grid is true. And if the type grid is true, then the generally accepted definitions for the cognitive functions are backwards. Uh, when the definition for introvert intuition is actually the definition of extrovert intuition, etc., which really starts to change the perspective on things. Um, you know, and my critics often, uh, you know, think that, like, I just, I don't know, put up a dartboard and threw a dart against the wall and said, oh, that's it. No, it's actually very well researched and read, and it's not my fault that, you know, most people out there don't even understand Linda Barron's, but they probably should. That being said, um, so being in a relationship with an ESTP can be fantastic. It could be absolutely fantastic for those involved and for the ESTP because they're just trying to create a win-win. Remember, they're they're interest-based. It's all about the win-win. Well, However, a systematic person is all about the best way of doing things. And they're okay with having a win-lose situation with the systematic person taking a loss for the sake of a situation because for the sake of the best, for the sake of doing the best thing. It's almost like a weird form of idealism. And I do this too. But I've had ESTPs come up to me and thank me because it's like, well, you created a system which is the best way to do something, which guarantees that I get the best outcome, right? So this is where a systematic person can actually help someone who's control-based and they can really benefit from a relationship as a result. It's a big deal. This is one of the reasons why SP types who are all interest-based are in relationships, uh, romantic relationships with, um, with SJ types. Um, Gosh, do you guys ever get the feeling that, like, I do better lecturing uh, when I freestyle it instead of just having the whiteboard and planning everything out? It's like I go to my INTJ shadow when I, like, try to, like, whiteboard everything all the time, and I think the quality of the content goes down slightly. So I, uh, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf or at least try some, like, get back to basics because I really miss doing the car lectures and the trail lectures and, and whatnot where I'm just actually just 
speaking from memory here besides i think people value the audio more than the visuals anyway so but if you guys disagree or whatever i'd like to hear your opinion please drop it in the comments below um i'd really appreciate having a, a, a discourse about that um but anyway back to the estp uh so remember, they're trying to create a win-win, and if and if an ESTP is ever if it's ever a win-lose situation for the ESTP, where they are a lose, they automatically by default assume that they're being manipulated. And from a TI parent standpoint, uh, you know, which focusing on truth from an ESTP, I actually have to agree with them. I have to agree with them. Although sometimes, you know, when it comes with interest versus systematic the ESTP can assume that if other people are taking a loss in a situation when going up against someone who is systematic and not interest-based, they assume that there's manipulation there when there is no manipulation there. However, so what I'm saying is, is that just because it's a win-lose does not always mean there's manipulation, actually. However, I am slightly contradicting myself, but uh, let me, let me, let me, um, uh, flesh this out a little bit more. So in my coaching sessions, for example, I actually tell systematic types that whenever they have a conversation with somebody, recognize that they are weak from interest-based uh, manipulation. And this is uh, something that I learned from ESTPs, um, uh, including flow state, uh, for example, um, giving credit where it is due here. Uh, I have learned um, from ESTPs that uh, because of... Uh, you know, systematic types are extremely weak to manipulation in terms of the win-lose because a systematic person can be sold on the idea that doing something one way is the best way to do something. And if you're a systematic person who's also an introverted sensor, your introverted sensing can put your faith into the wrong thing. And then uh, as a result of putting your faith into the wrong thing, uh, it could be like even worse. Like, let's be straight. Uh, because you're putting your faith in the wrong thing, you're putting your faith in the wrong system, you mistakenly believe that that system is the best way to do something, you know, and then all of a sudden it's a win-lose, a win for the for like the, the ENFP that sold you the system or whatever. You know, like the Bulletproof Diet, for example. Um, and, and that's a whole other situation. Because David Asprey, he's an ENFP, right? He's an ENFP. Uh, he's got TI Trickster, uh, you know, but he sold everybody on the ketogenic diet. Um, and a lot of people think I'm pro-keto. Keto is fine, but only in certain circumstances. Like if you're type 2 diabetes, like I, there's uh, evidence to suggest that it could be the cure to type 2 diabetes. Um, and it also can help deal, help people deal with certain forms of cancer depending if the cancer is, uh, if the cancer uh, prefers uh, glucose or if it prefers, uh, um, you know, fat basically as it's, uh, you know, as it's, as it's preferred, uh, you know, vector, um, cellular vector, etc. But uh, either, either way, um, you know, the bulletproof diet or, you know, ENFPs often end up getting these reputations of being charlatans. I mean, look at Glenn Beck. He's also an ENFP, right? Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Ty Lopez, they are also ENFPs. Ty Lopez gets derided all the time as charlatans, and it's usually ESTPs calling them out. Well, I mean, come on. If you want ENFP or NFP repellent, find yourself an ESTP. They'll put them down right quick. And 
and, and, and in Flow State's defense, he called me because he's literally trying to find out if I'm a charlatan. He, he straight up called me because I sent uh, I sent out the email season 22 episode two, um, you know, for ESTPs, uh, and then he called me because he resonated with that video, and he's like, you know, what's your game? What's your intentions? Like, what are you what are you getting out of this? Basically, he's being all interest based, telling me, you know, what are you getting out of this? And and I'm like, I'm just telling the truth, man. Like, people could pay me. They don't have to pay me. Or I'm telling the truth regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's not really necessary, you know, in that regard. I don't gain anything from being, you know, a charlatan when I just don't care about my self-aggrandizement or my status, etc. in that regard. I just want to tell the truth, you know, the truth as, as I see it as a TI, as a fellow TI parent. So, and that's not to say that I'm not willing to take responsibility for my, uh, for my issues. And that's basically, and here it is, folks, the first rule of loving an ESTP or loving flow state in this regard. Um, first rule is basically, um, you know, uh, to uh, always take responsibility for your actions. Now remember folks, ESTPs are mirrors, right? They mirror other people's behavior. ENTPs, I, I'm a mimic, and that's that. we'll talk about that later for, uh, for ENTPs with the eight rules for love, but when you're in a relationship with an ESTP, rule number one basically applies directly to extroverted sensing hero. What does extroverted sensing hero meet, need? It's a mirror, it has shared experiences, what's fair is fair. Now, oftentimes I have to tell ESTPs all the time, because I remember my ESTP mentor telling me, you know, hey, would you just do something bad? That gives me license to behave badly. And I'm like, no, actually it doesn't. It does not. No, it doesn't. Someone else's poor behavior does not give you an excuse to behave poorly yourself. But ESTPs constantly have like, well, what's fair is fair. I mean, like, I get it and I get that you guys are mirrors and whatnot, but like, that's not always true. In some applications, it can be true. But when you're in like a, a like when you're in love or in a love and respect uh, relationship, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, sexual relationship of some kind, like sometimes like if you actually love somebody and you're an ESTP, you have to be willing to like let go of the whole license or because you're behaving badly, you are enabling me to behave badly. It's like, it's like an ESTP saying, you know, well, you know, you cheated on me, so that gives me the right to cheat on you. No, actually it doesn't. What the ESTP should be doing is breaking up with that person, door slamming them, removing all totems of memory of that person in their life, and then starting a new relationship without taking the moral failure hit towards their own souls of actually performing a cheating act themselves. That's what should actually happen. Instead of this, well, you know, your, your poor behavior of cheating gives me license to cheat on you, which again gets into the nymphomania vice of the ESTP, right? Or for example, if an ESTP gets raped, for example, and because they feel like they have no control over their life at that moment, or there's no outcome, they can go full on nymphomania vice, and then just like, it doesn't matter who they have sex with anymore, because it's like, well, why bother? It doesn't matter, etc. Which that too is a very depraved ENFP superego point of view that ESTPs can have, okay? This is a problem when you're having a relationship with an ESTP. So 
and the, and the, and this can happen, you know. And, and don't forget, guys. In as much as I've dedicated this lecture to flow state, this lecture also applies directly to talking with famous people. This is also Eric Strauss uh, with talking with famous people. So just understand, you know, these these two gentlemen, while they are slightly different, because I would argue that they had different cognitive focus, and we'll talk about cognitive focus later. Uh, these these principles, these eight rules uh, for love in relationships, still directly apply. Um, and uh, rumor has it Eric Strauss's girlfriend is an ENFP, so I highly recommend that she watches this lecture so that she can have a better relationship with Eric, um, so that she's able to meet his needs. But rule number one is always take responsibility for your actions and always give attention to your ESTP. ESTPs thrive on attention. And for some reason, they believe or think that if they don't have your attention, they are not a priority. They end up feeling like they're not a priority to you. They end up feeling like they're not important to you. And ESTP really needs to have such high levels of loyalty in their lover that their lover, at a drop of a hat, will be able to drop everything for them. Absolutely everything at an instant, because from the ESTP's point of view, they'd be willing to do that. Well, <laughs> not always the case. Sometimes ESTPs can be pretty hypocritical about that, because for example, they, I have, I have been in situations where they completely expect, they completely expect you to like, you know, well, hey guys, uh, I fully expect you to have, to give me your attention whenever I want, but when it comes to trying to get their attention sometimes, when they're really focused on the computer, really focused on their phone, or when they're looking at something, they're not exactly willing to give it when they fully expect other people to be giving them their attention, especially their lover. And it's like, wait a minute, there's a little bit of hypocrisy there, ESTPs. Let's calm down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This happens. That's not to say that this also happens with the ENTPs because it does actually in terms of like feeling wanted. So, you know, sometimes, you know, ENTPs have this huge expectation of, you know, and ENFPs as well, this, this applies to both. Um, so I guess this would apply to, uh, you know, if, uh, if uh, Eric Strauss's uh, uh, girlfriend is an ENFP, I haven't psychoanalyzed her yet, but uh, if she is an ENFP, um, then she would have this as well, where she expects to feel wanted at all times, but not exactly is always willing to give up, you know, showing want to others in that regard. So every type has this, these little hip hidden hypocrisies in them. This is, this is very normal, folks, because nobody's perfect. And honestly, it's kind of what makes life beautiful. So I'm not saying this is a bad thing. And I'm not saying hypocrisy in this point of view is a bad thing because it makes life interesting. It keeps life fresh, actually. So I'm being very neutral about this. So that's, uh, so that's rule number one, okay? So rule number two, rule number two is applying to TI parent. So TI parent, you always, always have to listen to ESTPs. 
they are going to tell you the harsh truth. And they really, uh, you know, as part of, you know, rule one, people who are always willing to take responsibility for their actions, those people are the strongest people out there. And ESTPs are able to respect strength. They respect strength, probably above all, strength and strength of character. Strength of character means everything to them. And that's because they are trying to become this person who has the highest level of integrity possible that comes from INFJ paladin-based subconscious because the INFJ paladin is all about who they're trying to become, right? So uh, the sage on the mountain and have like the spiritual mastery, a person who has the highest integrity, a person who has the highest character. So ESTPs naturally respect people who have the highest level of character out there. And, and, that, and, and what's really cool is that as ESTPs actually develop in their life with their subconscious, they also can have the highest level of character. So again, let's talk about my critics here, Flow State and Eric Strauss, for example. Uh, host Eric, uh, you know, when, when, they, when they see me and they're interest-based, you know, and they, they think that I'm creating a win-lose, you know, for my audience, where my audience is losing and I'm winning, for example, and they make these, they make these points about me, uh, as a result, I, I can understand where they're coming from. Uh, but I mean, you know, when you have expert sensing hero, you don't have expert intuition. You're not able to see the metaphysical of, you know, what's happening behind the scenes or the intentions thereof. You're only able to see actions, but they can only, you know, uh, and then as a result of that limitation, they're not exactly exposed to the character of the other person, which means it's possible that they can misjudge others. Now, I'm not, it's not to say that I can't misjudge people. I misjudge people all the time. I probably misjudged somebody uh, who was close to me very recently, held them accountable for it, was probably wrong with how I approached it, um, although I suspect I'm still right about it. I just don't know, but like, you know, when you're calling someone out for dishonesty, some people like to know why a person is being dishonest, but I do know that they were being dishonest and insincere, and that's enough for me at this point to ask that person to just kind of not be my friend anymore, because it's like, why, you know? So, I mean, even I had to take responsibility. But anyway, it's all about, remember, ESTPs, it's all about integrity, you know, because they are looking for integrity. Because the purpose of the ESTP is to test the structural integrity of people, more, more than anything, but also any kind of structure. Because remember, they are structured types. They're direct initiating control. Uh, it's all about providing a structure or having structure or testing structure. And this includes why, this is why ESTPs have to test the rules and the boundaries of everything because ESTPs recognize the truth about boundaries and rules. They're, for the most part, arbitrary. And because they're arbitrary, I'm going to test them. And you can't tell me, you can't take away my choice, right, as a result. So TI Parent, as a result of that, is literally there to try and they use it to tell the harsh truth, to see if someone is willing to take responsibility, to see if someone has strength of character. That's what it's there for. And also, when they criticize someone and they are as harsh as they get and to the point where it's like this absolute fire, it's like a, this flaming sword because they have the paladin inside their head. And you remember our symbol for the paladin is like this giant flaming sword of truth. They use that flaming sword of truth to basically cut people down. But remember, it's a double-edged sword. It cuts the ESTP who's, who's wielding the sword of truth in as much as it cuts their opponent, which means they have to have the highest level of strength of character, which means they have to be as anti-hypocritical as possible 
while they're making these cuts. It's absolutely critical, absolutely critical for the ESTP to do this. And uh, so based on that, um, uh, they can actually pull that off, uh, which is which is fantastic uh, that they could do this. But so again, TI parents struggle to roll integrally, but the intention is not necessarily to harm people. See, that's the thing that people get wrong about ESTPs. Oh, they're just a bunch of bullies. Like externally, people like especially NFPs and STJs, the the Delta Quadra, Delta Quadra types are the people who end up trying to destroy the reputation of the ESTP. So people are automatically thinking less of the ESTP and not interfacing the ESTP and just labeling the ESTP as harsh. And it basically takes away the voice of the ESTP, which forces the ESTP to try to be friends with some kind of person who has structural integrity, an SI user, for example, and a fellow Delta Quadra who hasn't been corrupted by that lazy narrative, that fake narrative about them, so that they can empower their own voice to that other person because they know that other people will listen to that person and they could speak their harsh truths through that other person, right? Uh, and this is typically an ESTP's relationship with STP and FJ Quadra. This is why they're often in relationships with them from a compatibility standpoint. More about that on season 14, episode two uh, on Patreon. Uh, hashtag commercial. I've like literally just triggered uh, some ESTPs by saying that just now, but that's all good. Uh, thank you all. Um, the uh, but the point is, you know, again, TI parent is about for stru- it's all about testing the uh, structural integrity. So, from a TI parent point of view, guys, like just recognize that you know what it's there for. So, rule number two is always listen to ESTPs because if you do not listen to them, they're like, why do I even bother helping you? And they're just going to stop caring and they're going to turn off their effie child and not care and not help anymore. Because if you're not willing to listen and you're not willing to change and you're not willing to fix the structural integrities, the chinks in the armor, the uh, the cracks in, uh, in the armor or in your integrity, basically, and get stronger as a result of their influence in your life, if you're not willing to make those changes, <coughs> they're like, why am I bothering with you? Why am I going to be in a relationship with you, right? Because I see like SD, STJ, NFP, Quadra, people get so stuck in their comfort zone and that comfort zone ultimately becomes weak over time. It's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, when uh, it's kind of like the earth taking over cities, you know, life after people kind of thing, you know, or, or rot, basically. It's like they're, they're, they're lead, they're, they're, their lives are rotting and they need to be freshened up and it's like, you know, need to, I need to apply some pain in that person's life so that they can actually like have more structure uh, or, uh, you know, more structural integrity in their life, you know. So ESTPs are looking for integrity, but they're trying to build integrity in other people, build strength of character in other people. And that's why ESTPs are amazing, you know. And then, and that's why, like, they're trying to, like, these two gentlemen, uh, you know, Flow State and Eric Strauss, they're trying to find my integrity, basically. Is, is C.S. Joseph some a man of integrity or is he, or is he just another charlatan? Is he just another Ty Lopez? Is he another Gary Vaynerchuk? Is he another uh, Glenn Beck? Although, honestly, guys, I would maintain that, um, Ty, uh, like Ty Lopez. I mean, he may have been a charlatan in the past. I don't think he's a charlatan now. I think, uh, I think he's definitely earned, uh, uh, earned his way. Um, I don't think he's, uh, you know. 
like everyone gives him a lot of crap about like how he got there and yeah he's got some you know shady or snaky rumors about him but I mean so do I right so like come on but at the same time you know Gary Vaynerchuk that guy is super major majorly charitable um and uh I I don't think Gary Vaynerchuk is a charlatan at all you know I, I just don't Glenn Beck however uh since I actually personally was on the receiving end of one of his uh, rants on his uh on on his website uh theblaze.com uh through a, a friend of mine uh who died um uh, in Benghazi, uh, I maintain that absolutely he's likely a charlatan. So, I mean, I get why ESTPs have this point of view. Like, they're NFP repellent, let's be straight. Not saying that NFPs, NFPs are bad. I'm just saying, like, they keep the depravity and the corruption of NFPs from forming, basically. So, like, the best thing that could happen to an NFP son or daughter is to have an ESTP father, quite frankly, in my opinion, uh, because that ESTP will make sure that those children have integrity, because integrity is everything. So, uh, to them. And that's what, you know, that's what TI Parent is. So, so far we have um, always take responsibility for your actions and... Um, um, and, and give ESTPs attention. And then uh, for the second one is, is always listen to your ESTP. And the third rule is, is always show appreciation for your ESTP, always show appreciation. If you do not appreciate them, if you do not appreciate their harsh words with you, if you do not appreciate them trying to create strength and build integrity and get you new skills and have shared experiences with them, like what the hell, like you have to, recognize that they are extremely caring people ESTPs and if you're not and if you're claiming that they're not caring like come on now ESTPs are very afraid of becoming entitled and they can become entitled they really can uh, but then you just tell them you know well you did this so now I'm gonna do this in response so that they always understand that there's boundaries and you have to enforce boundaries with ESTPs uh, because their inferior function and their child function will always push those boundaries. The INFJ subconscious, you know, even TI parent can get a God complex sometimes, you know, uh, and it can lead to arrogance, let's be honest. Any TI user is at risk of having that form of arrogance, but then again, so also is every FI user. It's just the arrogance actually is manifest in different ways between TI and FI. But FE child, expert feeling child, their, their, their sense of ethics, they're extremely caring people. And if you're in love with an ESTP or in a relationship with an ESTP, you have to show appreciation to the ESTP constantly. If you don't show appreciation, then what are you doing? Like, you know, so, uh, so, you know, like, for, so from my standpoint, like, you know, in, in regards to host Eric and flow state, for example, I have to show them appreciation for at least going out of their way to expose the, the charlatans out there, you know, and that includes like, that includes me being willing to be held accountable by these people in a public manner. And I'm definitely willing to be held accountable, no problem. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to subject myself to like, debates you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that because again I'm not gaining really much any benefit from it either you know I have I have more important things I have to do with my time 
but it's also nice to be able to use both these gentlemen for the sake of this lecture as an example as well. So I would like to thank them for that opportunity because even some of their negativity uh, towards me can definitely make me stronger. So, um, so yeah, always show appreciation to ESTPs. They, they need to be appreciated. Uh, and that also includes even if they're wrong because remember their intention is to make you stronger, is to make you better. They have noble intentions for the most part. Their intentions can be noble. It's not that they're always a bully. They're trying to heal you. If they're giving you harsh truths, it's trying to fix you. It's also to make you stronger and build higher strength of character. Like, who doesn't want that? You know what I'm saying? Well, the people that don't want that are people who are depraved, people who are stuck in their comfort zone, people who are lacking in strength, people who are using their weakness as a crutch, people who are looking for handouts, for example. Uh, and that's and that's everything that an ESTP is against. Absolutely everything an ESTP is against. And uh, the next rule is, is always give your ESTP a choice. If you're in love or in a relationship with an ESTP, always give them a choice. If you are not giving them a choice, what the hell are you doing? Never, ever take away the choice of an ESTP, ever. And here's the thing, they'll never let you. Because if you do, they will crush you violently. They will get very violent. It's like if you try to lock them in a room where they can't get out except for the door, they're one way or another they're coming to the door because you've just taken away their choice. Do not take away their choice. And it's funny, like, it's because of this issue right there where they have a choice and because they have X-ray sensing hero, they can, like, they squirrel around a lot. Everything's like, ooh, 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 ooh. And it's like they have a low attention span. It's not that. They have a really, they have actually the highest attention span. It's just that they're able to keep track of so much with their attention because they have expert sensing hero, right? But then society shits on these people and it's like, no, you have ADD, ADHD, you need to take Ritalin. And it's like, no guys, get, get the ESTPs off these psychotropic drugs. You know, they don't really need it. You know, here's another thing. You wanna make your ESTP super mega depressed? Take away their freedom, take away their choice. You know, if you're raising an ESTP, take away their freedom, take away their choice. You're like, hey, you want choices? Well, you have to earn choices, right? You know, how to raise them. Spanking an ESTP is an absolute waste of time. If they're an SI user, spanking works on SI users. It does not work on ESTPs. What works on ESTPs is you threaten them with taking away their choice and taking away their freedom. That's what works, right? Don't let ESTPs become entitled because still ENFP superego can still rot within the soul of the ESTP and they can become entitled if you are entitled as well. So even though, and that depends on whether or not they're going to listen to you, but if they have nice guy syndrome because of X-rated feeling child, they might, uh, they might allow you to doormat them in such a way where they end up picking up or mirroring your bad habits, your depravity, and then they can become entitled as well if they're not able to burn away your sense of entitlement. So it can go back and forth. But remember, like, entitlement itself is everything an ESTP is against. Like, absolutely, they are against it. But yeah, you know, you have to take, you cannot take away their freedom of choice. Now, it's funny though, like, it can go too far because ESTPs can be really 
selfish with their freedom of choice and they completely put their desires over other people sometimes and this can be an issue. So as if you're an SI user, how do you deal with this? I've talked about this before, but you have to deploy something called a Xanatos Gambit. So, and this is very important, say for Eric Strauss's girlfriend uh, to realize that when it comes to Eric, always give Eric a choice and you could just test him on this just be like you know what happens is he gonna get really raging angry if I take away his choice for example if I take away his freedom of choice yeah he's gonna freak out so what you do is is that always give host Eric choices always always give him choices just make sure that whatever choice you give him benefits you you know as an SI user you know just make sure that whatever choice he picks, you're comfortable with when you present him choices, right? Of course, you know, this is usually how ENFPs, you know, game the system, assuming she's an ENFP, but but regardless of anyone being an ENFP or not in a relationship with an ESTP, you still cannot take away their choice. So you can create the illusion of choice, and this is where people are like getting manipulative and whatnot, and they can use manipulation. This is kind of one of the ways that ESTPs can be manipulated. Be careful. But the thing is, is that, you know, an SI user still has to be comfortable with allowing their ESTP to have choices anyway, because what if the ESTP starts making the wrong choices that puts both of them at risk? The ESTP is often willing to take risks because they always want to be able to have a story to tell and share with other people because it causes people to see that uh, the ESTP is very strong and maybe I should be loyal to the ESTP, be part of the ESTP's wolf pack, maybe I should allow them to strengthen me and create strength of character and integrity in me all because I know that the ESTP is pretty tough because they're willing to, they're, they're ballsy, they're willing to take risks, they're the alpha of the sensors, etc. You know, I should, I should listen to them, I should be loyal to them. I should, I should, I should, I should because of their SE hero. But they do that because they want to have shared experiences, especially with those that they are in love with, especially those they are in a relationship with. If you take away their opportunity, like, you know, rule number one, always have, give them attention, which means don't leave them out of anything. ESTPs feel abandoned if they are left out of things. And also, if you take away their choice to participate in anything you are doing, that is a violation of rule one and number four, which is always give them a choice. You can't do that. Stop violating multiple, multiple rules simultaneously. You could do that because if you're negatively impacting their cognitive axis of SE and NI simultaneously, you actually can end up breaking rule number one and four and cause some serious damage in your relationship with them to begin with. Why would you do this to yourself? Why would you do this to the ESTP? It's very disrespectful. They don't deserve it. They're going out of the way to care about you. They're going out of their way to contribute to you. And they get super mega depressed if they're not properly contributing to you or to the relationship. So what right do you have? So it is the SI user's responsibility in a relationship with an ESTP to always give them a choice. Just make sure that whatever choice you give them benefits you as well. And this is not necessarily manipulative. Why? Because they're interest-based. Remember, the ESTP deep down wants to create a win-win anyway. Because they want to create a win-win so they would have no problem with you presenting them choices that benefit you as well because they want a win-win. That way they don't have to feel guilty. So it's not necessarily manipulation. Think about that. 
See how this stuff could be used for good and evil, guys? I'm taking a neutral position here. I'm not trying to, like, be some evil asshole about it. Like, come on, wake up. Like, this is not how it works, okay? So rule number four, always give them a choice. And I would have to say that rule number four is the most important of all the eight rules. Rule number five, always make sure your ESTP is comfortable. Uh, ESTPs go out of their way with their SE Hero to make sure everyone else around them is comfortable, which means because they do that, they have every right to need to be comfortable themselves. Like when they're sleeping in, in the bed, in, in, in bed, they probably need to sprawl out and take up a lot of space in the bed and the freedom of like destroying the sheets, which can be really annoying to their SI user in bed, let's be honest but the SI user sometimes could put up with it as a result of being loyal to their ESTP because they know that the ESTP goes out of their way and they appreciate the ESTP going out of their way to make the SI user comfortable all the time so they could at least let that one thing go for the sake of their ESTP lover and give them what they need. And this, this is true for male and female ESTPs. They just need the freedom because if they feel even in, 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 in a bed, like constricted in any way, they're going to freak out because it's like, oh, my freedom of choice is being violated and you're violating rule number four already. Rule number five is make sure that you are making your ESTP comfortable, especially because they go out of their way to make you comfortable. Now, if you're an SI user and your ESTP is making you uncomfortable, don't make them comfortable because then you're just enabling them. Don't allow your ESTP to become entitled. And you can make them entitled if you like overly comfort their ISTJ shadow and let that STJ get stuck in its comfort zone and get too comfy. You can't do that. So you always have to be upfront with the ESTP and be willing to complain about them being uncomfortable. Because here's the thing. ESTPs, they're triple direct and they're concrete. They're not just going to be able to like, you know, figure out all the hidden subtext. So you, you ENFPs out there, like, especially if Eric Strauss's girlfriend is an ENFP, like, seriously, like, if you are an ENFP and you're watching this, like, don't do this to Eric. It's not fair. Like, it's actually not fair to him because he needs to be comfortable at, you know, but, uh, but at the same time, like, if he's not making you comfortable, you have to tell him, stop expecting, like, you know, because, you know, ENFPs are informative, right? Don't expect him to try to translate everything that you're saying. You have to be willing to like just tell him straight up and be willing to complain about things that make you feel bad or uncomfortable so that he could change. And ESTP has no clue unless you tell them. So be honest, you have to communicate, folks. So, and the only way you're gonna do that is through potentially complaining yourself. Like, you know, I, I, I was married to an SE hero uh, I was married to an ESFP at one point in time, and I realized that I didn't complain enough. And my lack of, because, you know, my FE child and my SI inferior, I got so loyal to SI inferior that, like, sometimes we just, we put up with even more because we feel bad about ourselves if we complain too much because we don't want to be looked at upon as a complainer, basically. But SE hero needs someone who's willing to complain to them so that they can fix themselves, and have integrity for themselves so they don't are not hypocrites. And if you're not giving them the information that they need to make sure that they're contributing properly to the relationship, you are effectively setting them up for failure. Stop doing that. It's not fair to the ESTP. How can you expect to be in a relationship with them? Seriously, don't do that. It's not fair.
Love your ESTP. Please, God Almighty, we need them. We need them to get rid of the charlatans, right? Um, so always make sure your ESTP is comfortable, provided they have made you comfortable first. If they're not making you comfortable first with their SE Hero, then you need to complain so that they are making you comfortable and then you, in response, make them comfortable. Recognize that this is a need that they have, okay? Um, and then uh, rule number six is um, when they give you input, again, listen to them like you would listen to TI uh, to their TI parent, but uh, the thing is also be willing to always help them out with paperwork or filling out applications for like a job or helping them pay their taxes or handle all their legal crap for them. It stresses them out. It really stresses out ESTPs to have to deal with paperwork. Really stresses them out. So based on that, give them everything that they need to know in that regard. Uh, help them out with anything legal. Help them out with, uh, with paperwork. Um, anything that has to do with process. Anything that has to do with boring minutia. They just can't handle it. ESTPs are scared of going to court because they don't want to have to deal with all the mental pressures of understanding, you know, the legal process. It's pretty scary to them. Not that they would admit it, but it's pretty scary and they don't want to have to deal with any of that crap. And oftentimes they don't even realize the consequences of their actions, you know. So because they don't realize the consequences of their actions, it's important that you tell them and you and then you protect them from legal trouble, you also protect them from tax issues, you, you protect them from, uh, you know, help them always, you know, because remember, they live so much in the moment, you know, you need to remember things for them, which I guess is also part of rule five as well, you know, uh, always make them comfortable. Part of making them comfortable is also remembering things for them. They live so much in the moment, recognize that your ESTP is by default very forgetful, so just remember things for them. Help them manage these areas of their life so that they can focus on contributing to the relationship and not actually making sure that their car registration is in on time so that they have tabs on the license plate. Make that your job. Make that your job. Help your ESTP manage their finances and their driver's license and their uh, their, their labels and their job applications, uh, um, uh, their stickers on their, on their license plates. Of course, you know, the ESTP is going to go out of their way to find, like, an awesome deal at the store because they, they love getting discounts. That ICJ Shadow always has to have a discount. Always, right? And anyone who's not willing to negotiate on a price with them just kind of really pisses off the Gladiator. Like, let's be straight. The Gladiator's got to gladiate, especially on a financial negotiation. And you can, you can do that, and they can negotiate through you, but as long as you handle all the fine print and are protecting them, from being put into a really terrible contract. Because remember, they want to have a win-win and they're really going to be looking to you for your help because usually an ESTP is in a relationship with an FITE user, someone who's rational. So that's that's rule number six. Uh, basically protect them on the legal front uh, and uh, also um, do your research and present them research always to back up any of your claims. Don't just make baseless claims. Actually go out of your way to do the research, get some citations, get some references together, and, and show them. So that way they, 
that they, that way they have things to think about because they need to think about things. They, they're really good at processing truth, but if they're not getting proper input, then that's an issue. So rule number six would be give ESTPs input, responsible, proper input. You know, always share your input with them. Uh, you know, and then also like rule three, remember, always appreciate them. That also means also always give them feedback. They need feedback. They need to know how you feel, right? It's part of rule three. We skipped up to rule three again. They need to know how you feel about things. So always give them feedback, positive or negative feedback. They're very neutral people. They just want to make sure that they're contributing and doing the best by you, the person that they love. And they only know that if you're giving them feedback. Always give your ESTP feedback. It's super, super important, okay? And then uh, rule number seven is don't expect your ESTP to do the right thing. Don't expect them to have a moral standard. They are amoral people. Not immoral people, amoral, which means they lack morality entirely. So stop expecting them to behave morally like you. It's a, it's a double standard. Stop putting double standards on ESTPs, especially since they mirror you and they're going to mirror back your behavior back to you to show you specifically. Like they'll literally ask you the question, do you hear yourself right now? Do you even understand how you're coming off right now? Or they'll even be like, you know, hey, uh, by the way, like you're behaving terribly right now. I'm going to behave terribly back at you right now. So you see exactly how you're treating me, give you a taste of your own medicine, right? Now, that's absolutely necessary and healthy for ESTP relationships. And remember that I just said earlier in this lecture, you know, ESTPs need to make sure that they do not give themselves license to behave badly when other people behave badly. But they can mirror someone's behavior back at them to show that person how they're being treated. How do you feel about it? This is how you're treating me. That's very healthy for ESTPs to do, but they shouldn't use that as an excuse to behave badly or poorly themselves, let's be honest. So they need that positive feedback for rule three, and they also need you know, freedom of choice. That prevents ESTPs from being depressed because positive feedback shows them that they're doing a good job because they don't know if they're doing a good job or not because you know they lack that morality. They don't understand the value of things for themselves. They have to go to others and be like, hey, how do you feel about this? Or do you like this price? Or is this a good price for this, for example? They ask these questions, right? So if you're loving your ESTP, don't hold them to this double moral standard. Again, follow rule three, give them that positive feedback because that's the only way that they can really value themselves. Expecting them to make a good decision, that's not good. You can, you can, ex you can expect them to make the correct decision or the true decision or even a false one but you can't ask them to like, what is a good or bad thing? Because they don't know. They don't know what is good or bad. They just know what is true or false. So stop holding them that standard. Stop expecting them to behave that way. It's like when an ESTP goes to like school or something and it's all super affiliative and everything's about the rules and you know, do the right thing. Don't expect your ESTP to follow the rules, to have moral principles. It's not about that. They don't do that. They, they can get to that point later on their own as they're reaching high levels of cognitive integration and reach, and on the path to enlightenment, which is explored in season 19, episode two, also on Patreon, which is where it talks about how to become the best version of yourself for each of the 16 types. Yeah, they can do that, but it's something that they do on their own self journey over time. It's not something that you can expect from them. You, you can never have that expectation. It's wrong. 
that's not 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 towards an ESTP. An ESTP needs to have freedom of choice, right? They have to choose to develop moral principles. It's not about you expecting them to have moral principles. That's ridiculous. Like seriously, it's ridiculous. Stop doing it, please. And then rule number eight. Rule number eight is as long as you're making sure that you're following rule number four, you know, rule number eight is like, it, 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 it's their demon function, it's expert intuition demon, but it can also become very angelic. And just remember that people by default, ESTPs are basically largely unwanted by people because of any demon. And they understand that they're unwanted. And it's because from their point of view, if somebody wants them, that person is a person who has strength strength of character, they have integrity, they have the ability, they have the strength enough to endure someone as powerful and alpha as me, right? Which a lot of people could say is arrogant. It's actually not. So ESTPs, when they find someone who truly, actually, really wants them, they respect that person because they find that person is actually really strong. Because an ESTP is not going to get in a relationship with someone who's weak, unless they see someone who's weak and they're making that person stronger. But for the most part, well, you know, ESTP men, they can be in a relationship with a weak woman as long as the weak woman is willing to become strong and they're seeing evidence, concrete evidence that this woman is changing and becoming stronger as a result of their influence. An ESTP woman, however, can't be in a relationship with a weak man. Like, um, if they have self-respect, that is, you know, the, the ESTP woman. They need a man of character, a man of strong, noble character, right? And it's that man of character, that strength of character that this man has. It's this man who's able to like, you know, uh, not only endure them because by that super high amount of loyalty, it always makes the ESTP feel wanted through their expert intuition uh, uh, demon, okay? So it's a really, really big deal for ESTPs. They absolutely need this. It's, it's super important. Um, so rule number eight would naturally be be willing to make them feel wanted, but it's more of, you know, you have to do this with consistent demonstrations of loyalty, which would also technically be fulfilling rule number one. But remember, these two uh, functions, rule one, rule eight, they're like on a cognitive orbit with each other. So, which means what affects one can affect the other. Um, because if you're showing loyalty to them all the time, because it takes a lot of strength and endurance to show an ESTP loyalty for their SE hero, because of that loyalty, that SE hero is like, hey, you know, um, I'm gonna make you feel wanted by my NI inferior through NI aspirational. Um, because you make me feel wanted uh, by always being there for me when I ask of you because I know I go out of my way to always be there for you, right? So rule eight, like make them feel wanted but in the right way because if you don't make them feel wanted in the right way, that demon will come out and it will destroy your future. It will take every future you have and it will also destroy your reputation, which... If you think about it, that's exactly what Flow State and Eric Strauss, uh, you know, intend to do, you know, from their YouTube channels. Destroy my reputation because they view me as some kind of charlatan, right? Because ENFP superego, they are trying to destroy all forms of entitlement and they see me, they perceive me as somebody who is entitled. 
and uh, you know and then they may like label me as someone who's indignant who is like someone who's behaving poorly as a result of perceiving unfair treatment because from their point of view it's fair well look at it this way I'm not saying that Flow State or Eric Strauss are bad people as a result in that regard um, because the thing is is that from their point of view if C.S. Joseph really is the real deal, he should be able to endure the punishment that I'm levying on him because if he's just a house of cards, if his house is just built on the sand, it'll topple over. See, I'm right. See, I'm right. I was right about him all along. But if I endure their punishment and prove to them that regardless of anything that they do for me, I'm still going to stand tall and my house is built upon the rock and there's nothing they can do, okay, yeah, maybe C.S. Joseph's message did stand this test of time. It did stand my test of endurance. He actually does have strength of character. Well, then I, now I have no choice but to respect him and accept what he's saying as truth, you know, for example. But of course, I'd recommend that they just don't blindly accept that. They just take what I'm saying and actually test it for themselves and figure out this themselves and then be willing to have the humility to admit if they're wrong. I have to have the humility to admit that I'm wrong. And I already have kind of admitted uh, being wrong for a few things. Like, for example, I believe I mistyped Drake. Uh, I'm going to be doing a video about that very soon um, uh, where I'll be taking responsibility about mistyping Drake. Uh, I, I think he's actually an ESTP, um, not an ISTP. So my bad on that, but we'll get that figured out. Uh, I also took responsibility for my actions in, see, I'm following rule one right now, right? So I, I'm also take, uh, I also took responsibility in season 17. I think it was the uh, subconscious episode where I'm talking about the competing theories between my mentor's theory and my theory about child development. I'm also going to be taking responsibility again in season 17 uh, for another thing. Uh, because I actually changed my mind about uh, something uh, uh, based on some additional evidence, another argument that I had with my, uh, with my mentor. Um, oh, no, sorry. The, the first thing wasn't about child development. It was, the, it was a competing theory about um, um, gender, for example, and, and, how, and, and, gen and the sides of the mind and gender and whatnot. Because there's a few intricacies that I haven't been 100% sure about, and I've always been going out of my way to be up front with the audience about those things that I'm not sure about. Uh, but for the most part, other people, I am I am very, very sure about that, for sure. It's kind of, you know, it's really interesting, like, you know, from Flow State's point of view, he actually told me on the phone, like, because Eric Strauss first started out saying I'm an ENTJ, and now he says I'm an ESTJ, so he's changed his mind about that. So it's cool to see that Eric can at least, you know, change his mind. But, like, Flow State, from his point of view, he says I'm an ENFP which I find really interesting. And if he thinks I'm an ENFP, I mean, I guess that would make sense because Flow State actually naturally views me as a charlatan. And ENFPs are like the, out of all the 16 types, the highest likelihoods of becoming charlatans, let's be honest. And no, this is not me trying to crap on ENFPs, I'm being straight. Because while an ENFP can be a charlatan in their very corrupt, depraved form, they can also be advocates for people and actually help extract forgiveness out of people of authority and get forgiveness for people um, who may or may not deserve it, which is absolutely necessary if our race is actually going to be saved and this basically can end up creating ENFPs who 
are the most important, actually, of all the types, if you think about it um, in the long run. So just something to be aware of. But no, I'm, I'm not an ENFP. Uh, I'm not. But I was, I was actually overjoyed when, uh, when Flow State actually suggested that I was an ENFP because it's like, well, at least someone's starting to, at least someone's willing to accept that, you know, my definitions of expert intuition, introverted intuition are true because he would have had to, to in order to come to that conclusion. So I was, I was very happy about that. But, uh, but anyway, and then of course there's another guy out there who says I'm an INTJ and it's so weird. Like, okay. But, but that's all another story, you know? So, but anyway, those are the eight rules. Uh, so in summary, uh, the eight rules are, uh, rule number one is, uh, always give attention, uh, to, uh, your ESTP. Um, like always, always give attention to them. Also always take responsibility for your actions for rule number one. Rule number two is always listen to them. Rule number three is always give them feedback, uh, positive or negative, show appreciation for them. Rule number four is always give them a choice, never take away their choice. Rule number five is always make them comfortable after they first made you comfortable. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise they'll get entitled, so watch out for that. Um, and then uh, also help them out with legal stuff. That's the next rule, rule six. Uh, also, like always make sure you, you back up your claims with research and citations and references with anything that you're doing uh, so that, so give them, give them valuable input basically that's rule six give them valuable input um and that also includes like anything legal handling that uh rule number seven is don't expect them to have like morals uh don't don't hold them to a double standard of having moral principles because that's wrong to them especially emotionally and then rule number eight is always make them feel wanted but make them feel wanted in the right way you have to do it in the right way, which is basically consistent demonstrations of loyalty and consistency, and always be willing to take full responsibility for your actions. Don't hide anything from them. Don't hide. That's that's basically uh, rule number eight. Don't hide anything from them. So, anyway, these are the uh, eight rules of how to love an ESTP and. God, I hope the audio is good and that this lecture is good. I really hope it is. So, um, but anyway, folks, uh, thank you for watching. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a like and also a comment below. Uh, and uh, I'm really liking. I'm really liking this season, season 27. Yes, I know that I jumped from 22 to 27, but like. I, I just, you know, I plan out all the seasons ahead of time and every now and then it's like, you know, I'm in the mood to do this. So I'm just going to do this. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, or I want to do this or whatever. So it can happen. But uh, just kind of had a gut feeling that this lecture was kind of necessary for the audience, uh, the, this lecture series, season 27. So I just wanted to get it out. So, um, and, I, and I very much care about this audience and, and whatnot. So hopefully these, these will be a help uh, for your relationships. Um, and... Uh, so thank you very much for watching and uh, I'll see you guys tonight.